Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where inspiring stories are brought to life. This podcast is made possible by Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. I'm your host, Dr. Drew Flam. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today we have Corey Smith and Noah Guntel on the podcast. Noah is a 2019 graduate of Grace College with a major in elementary education. Corey Smith is a 2004 graduate of Grace College and co-founder of Smith Academy in Fort Wayne, which is the charter school Noah also graduated high school from. So Noah and Corey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I was uh, Noah able to read your story in the Grace Story magazine. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, give me a little bit background on your family and then how you ended up at Smith Academy. All right, so I am one of seven children. I'm the third youngest, and so all of us were being homeschooled by my mom. When it was just me and my two younger siblings still going through homeschool with my mom, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, Her condition started to wear down on just her physical abilities, and so I forget what. It must have been... 2012, that's when Cameron Smith, mm-hmm. Corey's brother, moved down the street. My mom was just, she likes going on walks, and she happened to see the sign, and there's a whole bunch of advertisement out in the lawn, and she starts talking to him, and um, her wish was that my younger brother and I would attend, and understanding that that would alleviate any burden on her, we decided to go with that first. Everyone tells us at first we would beg her, no, we don't want to go to another school. We want to stay home. But yeah, I'm very glad that we started to attend there. And so uh, my younger s- sister went to one of my friend's mom. She homeschools. And so my mom was able to just take care of herself, even though she was always taking care of other people. So That's awesome. That's neat that um, your mom was able to find a place um, that, couldn't replace her in any way, shape, or form, um, but could continue what she had started. Um, so tell us about your experience at Smith Academy. What did you enjoy about it? What did you learn? Any good stories about Corey that we can pass on to all of his alumni friends? <laughs> uh, it was very different. Um, just the, st- the, the structure was I, – I really enjoyed the structure and just being at a class time because at home it – School could last all day. If I didn't get an assignment, I could last. But being able to do all my homework in that type of setting <clears throat> and whatever assignments they were, it was very beneficial, as well as just being in a school with other people besides my siblings. That kind of helped, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of helped get me used to working with people who didn't believe the same thing I believed, didn't think the same way I thought, and just weren't exactly my family biologically, but. Uh, it was just very nice with that transition. And looking back, it was it was just a God thing, too. Like, everything from that point on, as horrible as it was, um, with my mom getting sick, just transitioning to Smith Academy was very beneficial for me. And that kind of helped me understand what I can do for others, too. Not just the school can do for me, but what I could do for the students who didn't grow up the same way I did or in the same circumstances. Um there were a lot of good friends. Unfortunately, they had come and gone. There's a lot of students who just wanted to move on. I was like, no, why don't you stay? There's benefit in here. And I feel like that was 
kind of my role too is I with not being prompted by number sorry I keep saying number two <laughs> that's I I called Corey number two all the time because it was three Smiths and so Thomas Smith one Corey Smith two uh, Cameron Smith so three. dad's number one that's right dad's always number one mom's number one though right <laughs> I right, mean yeah, let's yeah. be honest dad's 1.5 <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so um I guess in a way I was kind of a voice to help students see the benefit of the school too. I really liked how um, they encouraged us to get homework and anything done that was due that day done while at school because the resources are there, the teachers are there to help with that extended day program. And so students could go home, whether it be at five, until five or when school gets out and just have fun at home or wherever else they go because all the resources are there and we're encouraged to um, stay and just finish whatever goal we had set out for that day and that happened every day. So Corey, tell me a little bit about this, kind of how you set up your school day and how you set up Smith Academy in general to function and run. Sure. Uh, First of all, our our three pillars are scholarship, character, and service learning. And so uh, everything that we do is um, really focused on obviously educating our kids academically, but we really want to teach them to have some, uh, you know, an instinct of service so that they are looking to take care of other people and looking beyond just themselves um, and also just displaying strong character. And so uh, so we have a traditional six-period school day. Um, it, as far as the class periods, but there's a whole lot of things that are not traditional about our school beyond that. So that's about all that's traditional. Uh, we start off each morning uh, after our breakfast time, we start off with a morning meeting. And so um, um, I talk to the whole school and do a character lesson in the morning. Um, we talk about some other things, you know, from time to time, current events and some other things like that. Uh, during that morning meeting. But that's the time to get all the guys together. Um, we are an all-boys school, by the way. So that's the time to get all the guys together and kind of get everybody on on one page and, uh, you know, get started uh, on the same, on the same uh, foot at the beginning of the day. Uh, then we, you know, go through our regular academic day, but the last period of the day is a, an academic support period. And so that's uh, the first step that we take, uh, kind of like Noah was talking about, to make sure guys get their work done that day. And so they've got a period where they're just working on their classwork from that day. Any assignments they have that day that are not finished, they've got time to work on those. Uh, Our extended day then is mandatory, so everybody stays for an extra 45 minutes, which they love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, honestly, it is a good time because that's when we have clubs. And so everybody's involved in a club throughout the school year, um, a couple clubs throughout the school year. And so uh, they get to do some extracurriculars uh, regardless of um, who they are, what grade they're in. Everybody's in clubs. Uh, But if their work is not done then instead of going to their club, they go to the academic room and work on the work. And so, uh, you know, kind of like Noah's saying, uh, a lot of times guys, of course, would rather just go to club and not do their work and put their work off for another day. But that's one of the things that we try to teach them is some time management and, hey, get done today what needs to be done today. And, wow. uh, you know, then tomorrow you start start fresh. And honestly, in public schools and in traditional schools, a lot of times that's where our young men fail is they get behind in work. 
and uh, and then the next day they're a little more behind, and the following day it just snowballs until they're so far behind that they fail a class. And so uh, so that's one of the things we do to try to keep our guys on track so that they don't fall too far behind. So uh, that's kind of the structure of our school day and uh, the purpose behind it. Noah, what uh, what clubs were you involved? Did you actually get to go to clubs? Or okay, you got to go to clubs. Good, we got that. What clubs were you involved with? Uh, we had drumline, art. There's only a few that piqued my interest because that's what I really like to do is art and music. And drumline, I think, switched to like music club, and some of them kind of varied. I, I I believe over time, just based on resources, like hey, we have new things, or uh, I think with the fluctuating of students uh, throughout the year, clubs kind of shifted a little bit. But for the most part, art, uh, drumline, or music, and I think that's it. Good, good. Now, you um, decided to come to Grace College. What was it that piqued your interest about Grace, and then more specifically to enter the field of elementary education? So when I was, actually when I was still going to Smith Academy, I was playing homeschool soccer on the side just because time allowed it. So after school, I'd play soccer when it was the season. And both of my coaches were Grace graduates from here. And I really liked, like, man, they're really good soccer players. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so I came here specifically for soccer, and I talked to the coach. And I really liked math, so I'd talk to uh, Dr. Farwell. Um, but then un- understanding that I didn't have the experience enough to make any traction, that kind of fell apart. And I was like, you know, let's. I tried to find some other way of what else can I do here? It's a really pretty campus. I really like the atmosphere. What can I do? And then that's when I started to think about um, a lot of people I knew came from Grace. And I didn't realize until later that Corey had come to Grace too. Um, and then I started to think about what I've learned over the years and then – things started to click where the the peers I had talked to and the younger students that I had helped and tried to mentor throughout my years in high school and how I really enjoyed, especially one-on-one, I really liked helping students. Like when I was done with school and they need help, I'd see what I could do to help them, not give them the answers, of course. But I really enjoyed seeing students have that aha moment for themselves and not me just simply giving them the answer. And so I started to think, well, what can I do with that? I can do education. So I started to explore the education department. And then that's when I had met Dr. Owen before, but she had met me freshman year of high school. Hmm. I didn't realize it because she had met me once, three or so years passed by. And then I visit my wife now. She was attending before me. I had stopped in on one of her classes and she saw me and goes, I'm so glad you made it. You're here. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And I started to think, oh, she's that lady I met when I was in freshman (laughs) in high school. And she just had a very outgoing spirit. And I just really, that was early on before I had, I think that was during my, when I was in IPFW or possibly high school. But anywho, um, long story short, just seeing what, I had accomplished not just for me academically at Smith Academy, but what I had done with my friends and my peers and younger peers too really helped me understand what I believe God was leading me towards. Gotcha. Cool. And Corey, you also 
were an education major at Grace, correct? That's right. And did you start that? I mean, what made you interested in Grace College and then piqued your interest in education? Yeah, um, I uh, so in high school, I really looked at uh, engineering and accounting, thought I wanted to do something, you know, in one of those two fields. And uh, my dad is an educator, career educator. He's been an administrator for a long time. And uh, so I didn't just want to do what dad did. And uh, by about my senior year in high school, I realized I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked education. I liked, um, you know, like that that field. And kind of like Noah said, just enjoy working with kids. And so uh, so I knew when I came to Grace that, uh, that I was going to be in education. And... Um, what attracted me to Grace was honestly, uh, I played I played basketball uh, in high school, and so uh, Coach K and at the time uh, Coach John Ye came to to a few games. And um, of the schools, I mean, I was highly recruited. Everybody was after me. <laughs> Luckily, Grace landed me. Okay, maybe not everybody, but of the couple of schools that, that came to visit, um, I really appreciated uh, Coach K and Coach Ye. Uh, just the the genuine um, uh, kind of conversations we had. Uh, they weren't, you know, just after what I could do with them, you know, you know, do for them uh, on the court. But they really were interested in my education, interested in what I wanted to do with my education, and so forth. So, um, really enjoyed that. And then, of course, campus visits. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed my time here on campus and got to spend some time with guys on the team and things like that. And so basketball was a big part of it. Uh, and that's kind of what attracted me to, uh, to school here initially. Then obviously, you know, getting on campus, spending some time with people and with professors uh, was really, really helpful to uh, help me make the decision. So that's what got me here. Education, um, you know, I, I was one of those guys who was an ed major from the beginning to the end, never really, never really wavered or switched um, because uh, I knew that's really what – what the Lord had for me. And, uh, so I'm really glad had an incredible education here. I mean, um, you know, the education department does a fantastic job and, uh, you know, Noah talked about, uh, Dr. Owen, she was a professor here, um, before she was the Dean. Uh, and so she's one of those professors who's very practical and, uh, you know, textbooks can, can help a lot, but, um, just her practicality and her experience was, uh, was really helpful for me to uh, to understand and think through what the classroom is really going to be like and how do you apply these things from the textbook to real life mm-hmm. and what you're going to see in real life. And so, uh, man, that was really, really incredible, really beneficial. So my transition from college to uh, to the classroom was, I think, a lot smoother because we had a lot of practical experience and a lot of um, uh, kind of insight on how you apply these these concepts in real life. And then uh, you went on to teach in the public school system for six, seven years. And then the opportunity to start Smith Academy came about. Tell me about, like, how did the idea for Smith Academy develop? And then and then the execution of that idea, um, you and your, your father, and your, how did you guys come up with this and then put it together? Well, it's pretty interesting. My uh, brother was also an educator in Fort Wayne. And so uh, he had really been thinking about, my brother Cameron had been thinking about uh, school 
he found himself doing a lot more character education than academic education with the elementary kids he was working with and just had thought to himself it would be nice if there was a school that could really focus on character as much as other things and kind of teach from a holistic standpoint. And so he started writing down ideas and, and putting stuff together, uh, unbeknownst to my dad and I really, and at Sunday dinner one time, threw it out there on the table to us and told us about what he'd been thinking about and his plans. And we thought, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> we're in, we're in. So uh, so that's how it came about. It was my brother's vision and uh, his dream. And so, uh, so man, we just got started working on it. And that's, it's, it's really interesting. And we're so blessed that, um, you know, we were in the position we were. It generally takes charter schools several years to get started. And uh, my brother kind of, talked to us the beginning of a school year about August. So about September, October, we really started working on getting our school started. And the people that were helping us get school started and helping us get things together told us you should be looking for, you know, a year, well, uh, two years from now uh, to get started. And we really felt like the Lord wanted us to start the following school year in 2012. And so we started working September of 2011. And by August 2012, we opened the doors and had our first, uh, you know, first year of school in 10 months, really, in less than a year. And so, uh, again, that was one of those things where the Lord just put the right people in the right place. And uh, he he set the table for us. He, He put everything together for us. And so. Uh, is kind of a big dream, and uh, the Lord put together pretty quickly, and we were able to get a lot done in a short amount of time. And and He's been with us all the way through. Uh, you know, Grace was instrumental in that, uh, as Grace being our authorizer. Uh, I approached Grace. We approached Grace, and asked them to authorize us. And uh, so that's we were the first school that Grace authorized, first charter school that Grace, Grace authorized. And so uh, that's another thing. Grace was not into. Um, charter schools and they weren't interested, weren't looking to. Uh, but when we approached uh, approached the the, the college, um, they were willing to get behind us because they believed in in what we were doing. And so uh, the Lord's provided for us tremendously. That's awesome. So Noah, you just graduated in 2019, but um, as all teachers must do, you had to go do a teaching experience in the classroom, um, and you chose to do that at Smith Academy. Um, when did you do that, and, and what, what grades did you work with? And tell me a little bit about that experience. So January 7th is when <clears throat> student teaching started and took that whole, um, all the way up to May 3rd, I believe, about that time. And what I had thought about is, I think a determining factor was also where I lived because I commuted. I wanted somewhere locally, and I thought, well, where else to go than Smith Academy? And also, not just because of convenience driving-wise, but also because uh, I just wanted to be able to contribute to the previous, or to the next generation that would be coming out through Smith Academy. So the grades I worked with, uh, me and Miss Strudge, the elementary teacher, she had done uh, she was working with fourth and fifth grade, so it's kind of a combination. But it was only six students, so that it was a different experience for me compared to my other peers, just because they had twenty-eight or twenty or thirty. And for me, it was six, and it worked out. With I wasn't sure if there was a number limit I had to reach, like oh, you can't do that because there's not that many students. But it was very unique and very rewarding to help those six individuals. I mainly focused on fourth grade with most of the lessons and the criteria I had to fulfill. Um, but for a lot of it, I took control of the classroom for both grades. And I 
provided the Miss Drudge with all the lessons for fourth and fifth. And so it's kind of dual, dual wielding a little bit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was helpful just because it would help me get the behavior just thinking about the grade levels and what prior background knowledge and what they will learn is like, oh, fifth grade's learning this. So then fourth grade and kind of working with each other in that. But yeah, I just wanted that sense of giving back since I had gone there helping students. And I can genuinely say if they ever got frustrated or felt just like there wasn't any hope, I could tell them there is hope without telling them I had gone there because I didn't want them to see me as a student, but as a teacher. I could genuinely tell them there is hope. You can do this. Secretly, I I did it. You can do it too, yeah. and I'm here to help you achieve whatever goal we had set out for them to achieve. That's awesome. Um, rumor has it during your teaching experience, you also became famous for your dad jokes. <laughs> is this is this a true statement? Do you have any uh, Do you have any uh, best dad jokes for us? Um, I, I, when the time was appropriate, I would tend to <laughs> crack a few jokes. Just Corey to, and I are dads. <laughs> the time is always appropriate for a dad joke. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I would do that and <clears throat> also crack out some accents too. I like doing accents. And, um, but I think the epitome of a dad joke that I really like is when does a joke become a dad joke? I don't know. When does a joke become a dad joke, Noah? When it's a parent. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Simple, and yeah, it's like, man, that is a dad joke. Well, you, you just got married, and so you're going to have, hopefully, a lifetime <laughs> of being able to, to practice your dad jokes. And I'll use that one tonight at the dinner table and see if it works <laughs> out for me. <laughs> it was really cool. There was a fifth grader in my student teaching experience. I... Sometimes at the end of the school day, some of the students would have to join in with the upper levels and have to stay after school and work on assignments. And sometimes I had to be there instead of them going up to the main room. We would help them in the classroom. And one of the students, after I crack a joke, he said, Mr. Guntel, you're going to make a really good dad. And it, was, <laughs> it was just very out of the blue. And I was just kind of st- struck by that. I was like, well, thank you. Like, I, It was just weird the way... He would just kind of react to a joke I had and have that strong of a compliment. I was like, that, I really appreciate that. It was oh, just good. really cool to see yeah. that the compliments they would give without even being prompted and yeah. just the encouragement they give to each other and also to the adults too. That's awesome. Well, Corey, it's got to be rewarding to sit next to you know one of the results of your work at Smith Academy. And I know the, the story for Smith Academy has just begun. Um Tell me about some of the rewarding experiences or stories um, that have come from your work with Smith Academy. Um, certainly this guy next to me is one of them. Uh, he, uh, Noah, was actually our first graduate because he was in our inaugural graduating class, but uh, he graduated in three and a half years, so graduated a semester early. And so uh, he was literally our first graduate. He was uh. our valedictorian that year. And uh, so, yeah, it's exciting to to see him uh, moving forward. Obviously, it was great to have him come back and student teach with us and uh, and just seeing him, you know, move on to the next chapter in his life. And so that's exciting. Uh, and to hear him talk about what Smith Academy meant to him uh, is is rewarding as well. And, I, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about the school is seeing the diversity in the school. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody just recently about 
the fact that we we really see the diversity of Fort Wayne um, within our school, uh, obviously on the boys' side, <laughs> all the males, uh, male diversity, but um, but you know just you know racially and socioeconomically and so forth. Uh, it's, it's cool to see those guys interact with each other and spend time with each other and get to know each other as individuals. Uh, and a lot of the stereotypes kind of are thrown by the wayside uh, when you're spending time with a group of guys every day. And we just had our uh, commencement a few weeks ago, and uh, my brother actually interviewed each of the graduates. And individually, without, uh, you know, without prompting, uh, almost every one of them mentioned something along the lines of the brotherhood that that uh, that they felt and that they were going to miss uh, when they left, you know, um, Smith Academy. And so those things are rewarding. I mean, we get to see a lot of a lot of kids grow, a lot of kids, uh, you know, change in really good ways. Um, and so so it is. It's exciting, rewarding to see some of that work that um, that we put in and some of my brother's vision hmm. uh, really come to fruition here. That's awesome. Well, one of the things we like to do towards the end of the podcast is ask some popcorn questions. So these are kind of random, a little bit off topic, and just ways for us to get to know each of you a little bit better. So are you guys ready? You haven't been prepared with this either, so here you go. Um, First one, uh, I'll start with you, Corey. If you could have lunch with anyone besides Jesus, uh, who would it be, past or present, and why? Um, lunch, uh, man, so many, so many interesting people. Uh, I'm going to say lunch with, uh, let's have, let's have lunch with Billy Graham. Okay. Billy Graham. I think I, something that's interesting about him and there's so many people that kind of come to mind, but something that's interesting about him is how much work he did and how really busy he was. Um, but clearly had time to just know Jesus. And, um, he appears to have been a good dad as well. And that's something that I juggle all the time is how do you do the work and do the things you feel like you're supposed to do, but also know Jesus and be a good dad. And so, and be a good husband. And so, uh, somebody who had kind of a, uh, a grasp of that would that's be interesting awesome. to talk to. <laughs> Noah can give you some dad jokes that'll help yeah, out in the dad court category if you need it at all. So, um, Noah, how about you? What one person you'd have lunch with and why? Besides Jesus and my wife? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I like Corey's answer, but I can't take that. <laughs> Being a sentimental guy, uh, I know this was somewhat mentioned in the article, I would say having lunch with my mom one more time so that I could tell her, and for those who may or may not have read the article, she would keep asking us whenever she took us out on her birthdays, like, well, what do you want to do? And I'd say, I don't know. But today, if I could eat out with her one more time, I would tell her all the things I had planned and all the things I've done and completed. And so it just kind of, it'd be cool to fill her in on that. And she'd be very proud. She'd be very proud. Corey, what's uh, one book that you recommend or gift to others? Not the Bible. <laughs> Man, Sorry. all my Sunday school answers are taking no <laughs> yeah, Jesus, know. no the Bible. We're trying to make you think a little bit deeper. <laughs> Jesus and the Bible, shoot. Um, I really like uh, I really like a book called The Way of the Shepherd. 
Um, it's a leadership book, uh, kind of from the perspective of a shepherd. So uh, I like that one, The Way of the Shepherd. Cool. Good one. And Noah, any uh, book recommendations from an elementary teacher? Um, I'd say, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm, from, th- from the perspective of being an educator, I instantly went towards a book that would help other people become educators. And a book I found to be helpful, although it was a small book study, it was very enlightening. I think it was called Growing Minds. And it was knowing the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset among students and how you can... I think this book specifically talked about math and how a lot of people love math. <laughs> that I, I mean, a lot of people might, I don't know. Um, but it was very helpful in understanding ways to help younger kids transition from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Because I think a lot of people in general need that type of mindset to achieve whatever goal they have set out great book by carol dweck i've read that one it's a good one yes mindset yep absolutely all right next popcorn question um outside of job family responsibilities what are some things that you're into right now this could be anything okay so this could be hobbies these could be books could be websites could just be like the thing you're into right now could be a show Whatever it is, what's the thing you're into right now? One or two of those. Corey, you got any for us? Um, Bible and Jesus are the two. <laughs> 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 uh, if those are out, man, uh, so we just had our third boy. We got three boys. And so what I've been into is trying to sleep when I get a chance to. So my wife is really nice, and she usually gets up in the middle of the night and does all that stuff. But How old is your, your son? So um, he is five weeks now. Five, five weeks. weeks old. So, yeah. Um, but, man, so into trying to figure that guy out again. We've got our next youngest, our middle child, is seven. So it's been seven years since we've done this newborn thing. So I'm learning all over again. Are you feeling those seven years so, a little different? Yeah, yeah, so a lot has changed in seven years. So man, like How I'm, did those diaper thingies work again, right, right? right? So that's your hobby now? <laughs> yeah, so I'm Googling everything about, is this supposed to happen? What are you doing? So yeah, that's what I'm into. Google on newborns again. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, congratulations. <laughs> yes, Not, I'm sorry. Yes, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. And his thank name? You. Israel. Israel. Awesome. Yes. What are your other two boys' names? My oldest is nine. His name is Judah. My middle is seven, Zion. And then the youngest is Israel. I see. I see a thread there. Yeah, That's there's, good. A, there's a theme. Yeah, there's you a got theme. the Bible Jesus thing even in that <laughs> yeah, those yeah, names yeah. right there. <laughs> Noah, how about you? Uh, let's see. You've been, you, hopefully one of the things, this is outside of job and family, because you've been married now for how many days? A month today. A, a month today. <laughs> awesome. I will forever remember your birthday, because it was on my birthday if it was a month ago today. So um, congratulations. But anything you're into right now that people might find interesting? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. I really enjoy... Just playing soccer. It's it's the simple things too. Like I tend to lean towards just simple things. Playing soccer or basketball and soccer kind of switch because my father in law is really into basketball. But it varies. Art, sports. Um, I mean, my wife and I are. <laughs> I'm just watching a TV show that she's got me hooked on. So <laughs> I mean, if we could just sit around and watch that. That'd be She'd cool be too. okay with that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. 
Good, good. Well, last question for you. I would like to know what's one thing that's given you joy this week? And no, I'm going to start with you this time. What's one thing that's given you joy this week? Hmm. I guess it's, I really enjoy just knowing that every time I wake up, I am married to my best friend mm-hmm. and I've, I've known her for five years now, but it's, it's such a blessing to know what we've gone through and to know that we're here today and it's, it's just really refreshing and really cool knowing that I'm, I'm married now and uh, we moved into our apartment somewhat recently and so that sense of independence with my wife and that's a good answer I, Corey's probably going to steal that answer too if he's, if he's a smart guy we'll see <laughs> so Corey besides your wife yeah, which I know sorry. would be at the top that of the list uh, what, what has brought you joy this week that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> actually, uh, so my boys are my oldest two are playing baseball, and that's a lot of fun to go watch them play baseball. They had a game today, and they were all excited, and they played pretty well and had a lot of fun. And so, just seeing um, you know seeing them have fun and seeing the looks on their face, you know, after the game, that's that's fun. But um, when you talk about real deep joys, interesting. I just asked them. I think it was yesterday. Asked uh, who they are. And my oldest said, I'm a child of God. Mm. And um, that gives me joy that at that young age, he knows his identity is in Christ and it's not in what people say or think. Um, And that, you know, kind of like I talked about earlier, uh, if I can, if I can know Jesus and my kids can know Jesus, I'll be happy. And so uh, that gave me, that gave me some joy this week. That's (laughs) awesome. That should give you joy. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for being willing to join for this conversation and for being willing to allow your stories to be told through the podcast and through the magazine. And I know it will be an encouragement to others, just like it's been an encouragement to me. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Grace Story podcast. Our music was written and produced by Dr. Wally Brath, Assistant Professor of Worship Arts at Grace College. Thanks to our co-producers, Andrew Palladino and Rick Neer. And as always, if you can do a huge favor and rate or comment this podcast wherever you got it from, we would be so grateful. Until next time, live your best grace story today.